Hello, everyone. This is Theo from Making It Make Sense with Isaiah, Jasper, and Theo. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And listen up for new episodes every Friday. Follow us on Instagram and leave us a comment at Making It Make Sense, IJT, or email us at Making It Make Sense with IJT at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Oh, 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 oh. All right. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. This is Theo, and welcome to Making It Make Sense with Isaiah, Jasper, and Theo. Today, we're going to talk about uh, reality TV producers getting praise for exploiting racial stereotypes. Uh, but before we do that, just want to let you guys know that you can reach us at our Instagram, Isaiah underscore Jasper underscore Theo underscore. And you can also reach out to us at our email, making it make sense with IJT at gmail.com. All right, people. Mm-hmm. Should I say, all right, Negroes. <laughs> yes, come on, Negroes. So, wh- what do we think about this um, reality TV producers getting praised for exploiting racial stereotypes? I'm gonna let Jasper go before me because I really appreciate his. Because we, I don't know if the if the listeners know. So, Avi, you know, we talk offline. Know what I'm saying, um, but yesterday you made some really good points about that, so I think you should reiterate that for the listeners as well. Okay, um, I forget what I'm putting <laughs> You know what? I just this giggles fast. Let's, I, I would like, um, let's define racial stereotypes or ethnic stereotypes, um. It involves part of a system and belief about typical characteristics mm-hmm. of members of a given ethnic group, mm-hmm. nationality, their status, and cultural norms. Mm-hmm. That's very that's that's very like cerebral, no? Yeah, <laughs> very. incredibly, but I enjoy it. So, um, yeah, Jasper, perhaps um, this is a topic that we. Um, discussed prior to being on here and Jasper mm-hmm. did have some really good points that he made but um, mm-hmm. I think um, we can discuss well I think we can see all these racial stereotypes in everything that we see on television from reality TV from scripted TV and all TV absolutely and it's unfortunate now that for a very long time in television, the only thing that's been acceptable is the stereotypes of people of color. The stereotypes of gay people, the stereotypes of black women, the stereotypes of Asian people 
are the only kind of digestible characters that people seem to want to gravitate to on television. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. So, and it's unfortunate now that um, reality TV seems to be extremely popular now. Like the ratings for reality TV, it beats scripted television. And on reality TV, a good example that I have in my head that comes right away mm-hmm. is Love and Hip Hop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if that isn't screaming racial stereotypes, I don't know what is. Absolutely. And that watching that show sometimes makes me cringe. And that's why when Love and Hip Hop Miami came along, I really appreciated the character of, or really appreciate the character of Amara La Negra. Because she she is the antithesis of everything that she should not be. She is Latina and she's dark skin. She's a Latina and she has an Afro and and she expresses herself expresses her Latin X, for lack of a better word, in a in a way that a lot of people do not or do not think or think that it should not be done. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, so what do you think, Isaiah? I mean, you know, one of the things that I feel like um, really, and this is just, this is, so for me, just like kind of had top of mind is love and hip hop. So top of mind for me, um, just when it comes to, um, and this is like just kind of almost like a generalization um, on especially what we're seeing now. So where when it, wherein it pertains to integrating casts, right? So um, in instances, for example, like uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, integrating uh, Garcelle um, and integrating, uh, who is a woman of color and integrating um, Crystal Cunningham, who is also a woman of color um, or Real Housewives of New York City. Um, where we're seeing the integration of uh, Ebony K. Williams, I love. Oh, Lord. Um, but um, okay. there, there's a lot of, um, I, I feel like there there's a lot of instances where, I mean, for lack of a better saying it, but a lot of these white women are having conversations that I don't know that they are ever, have ever had before. I mean, not much less on television in their in their personal lives. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they're having those conversations in their personal lives. But I will say, in those instances, I don't know that those women are are so much stereotypical um, versus, you know, like a love and hip hop or something like that, where versus being obnoxious, something. right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially, <laughs> essentially, and like. You know, here's the thing, and 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 don't get me wrong. I, my belief system is also that you know we're not a monolith, and that you know we all we all fall along the spectrum of of whatever that may be for you and your experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, I feel like it's exploitative <laughs> um, in cases of like love and hip hop, where it's just like, okay, well. You know, on TV, this is digestible, but then in real life, you, that's not digestible in real life for certain sets of, of white spaces, if we're being super honest. You love watching it on TV, 
but would you have a friendship with with a person that you feel behaves a certain way or like that in real life or would you want your son and daughter to marry that and bring that into the family absolutely so you'll watch it and be entertained by it but are you also remembering that yes this is entertaining for you to watch but these are also these are real people and there are people that are similar similar to the people that you were seeing on screen yeah you know and i mean for for me and i had this conversation um with a a, a non-person of color friend the other day where i was explaining that um i always felt like in a lot of uh, in a lot of white spaces that i was a digestible person of color i was a digestible black man right uh non quote unquote non-threatening and and not aggressive and all of those things so then when you turn on the tv and i'm like oh okay well okay well all right well they can just be all of the colors of who they are on this show but i can't act like that in real life because i mean isaiah you know, you know what's a good thing uh, you just said, uh, and yeah. I think you should explain a little bit more. What does a digestible black person look like, and what does that mean? Oh, absolutely, and thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yes, because I'm assuming all the listeners know what. So, a digestible black person. Now, I'm going to say this, or or digestible person of color, rather, but I'm going to speak just from the place of a excuse me digestible black person because that's the only experience I can speak to right so um so for me that's you know even growing up it would be certain situations where okay well you're you're not a you're not boisterous or loud or you know you're um what how is it they say you're the little microaggressive shit you know oh you're you're so well spoken and you're so intelligent and god you know don't even get me started and like and you know and you're just you're oh you're well no i don't mean like that you know what i mean like that mess like oh no well you're not like you're different like that kind of crap you know so microaggressions kind of begetting that digestible persona right that they see about or they have of you um, or view they have of you. And it's really just, you know, you're, they can stomach, if we're breaking it down, they can stomach that just enough to be like, okay, yes, we can be friends because we can level and understand each other. And maybe we like some of the same music and maybe we enjoy some of the same shows and maybe we can have, you know, have conversations where we really relate to one another. However, that's heavily based on the fact that you speak a certain way as this digestible black person, you behave a certain way and you almost water yourself. You're watering yourself down a bit so that you can exist in this space peacefully without well, You have all, you meet all the criterias that whiteness finds acceptable and black. And defined yes. as black. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so when you when you see, you know, it's I, I and I'm gonna take it a step further to where there are instances where I've watched shows, you know, and obviously in my adulthood it's a it's a little bit different because I you know, you, you grow and you shift and you change and you come more into yourself. But 
and you you're kind of like okay well i'm going to be my i'm going to be my most authentic self right you're not going to be digestible just to be digestible because somebody else wants you to be um but i'm going to go a step further to say um you know sometimes you'll watch these shows and you'll go man i wish you know I, i wish i could be as as boisterous and and authentic that way and just be be my truest self you know if that is in fact you right because again every experience is different but it's kind of like envious because you're like okay well i wish i could act out whenever i felt like it and say what i felt like saying and stuff like that in every situation um but i can't so it, it you know and it breeds kind of like a, you know, mild envy, but then also you're just like a, there are people that are also a little resentful because you're just like, okay, well, all right, well, I'm glad you can get up and act like that. But again, I cannot. Lord, and uh, Jasper, what about you? Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree with um, everything that you said so far. Um, I do feel like, you know, we have, you know, even even television, even movies, you know, they have stereotypical things. I think that that's it's very problematic when producers of the of films or television or anything like that in, in the genre um, um, are celebrated for um, exploiting and uh, perpetuating these stereotypes because how are we supposed to, you know, move forward and grow as a people if everything we constantly see produced and put on our screens are the negative stereotypes that we are prejudged by. And so I think it's very problematic for them to celebrate producers, you know, that do that, you know. Um, you know, there are producers that have, that have tried to find a, a balance and shift and try to do more positive content and produce more positive shows and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. there are those producers that, like, Mona Scott Young, who loves hip-hop, she, she continues to produce that show, that franchise, so mm-hmm. she keeps producing the negative, those negative stereotypes, we see those toxic relationships, this and that, so I think that people, you know, who produce these shows need to take a step back and look and realize, like, if you, if you, if you want to bring people together when they see your show, then you need to kind of work on um, what you're bringing, what you're creating, because mm-hmm. we know their stereotypes are there. And, you know, we know their stereotypes, but we don't have to always use them as a uh, tool to uh, draw with the viewers and, and draw in the crowd and draw in box office numbers, you know. It is, it, we sh- they, we, they shouldn't have to rely on those, because you, you can produce great films and stuff like that without necessarily going to those stereotypical things to, to put in the films. Without so the coonery and buffoonery. Yes. Coonery and buffoonery. That's Hashtag it, y'all. Coonery and buffoonery. Hashtag coonery and buffoonery. But haven't you noticed that the coonery and the buffoonery has evolved throughout the years in television and film? Like, yes. remember the stereotypical black person was the, oh, you go, you, 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 master, so well. And it's evolved from that to, you know, the baby daddy the one that can't stay monogamous, you know, the the player and all this ugliness mm-hmm. and the loud, oh, yes. ratchet black girl and so on and so forth. It, it has okay. evolved okay. to this thing that is just makes my skin crawl. 
years, and it definitely has evolved. And you know, that's why I have such an issue with um, Tiffany Haddish because I feel like she's a walking stereotype. Mm-hmm. Like all we know is she everything she does, she's being ratchet, ghetto, and loud. Like, and I, I don't, even, and I, I don't think she sees it. If she does, I don't think she cares because mm-hmm. of the financial gain and success. Like there, you are you are the stereotype. You are the walking stereotype. You giving them what they want. Like they you live and breathe what they think we are. So I I I find her definitely a problem. Um, and like I said, it's been going on since the fifties. You know, since the fifties and forties and on and, and beyond that. Like of these stereotypical things that they've done in the film industry. So I think that um, film and television industry. And I think that you know they it should have it should have by now we should have seen some growth. We should have seen some change and transitions um, beyond that. But unfortunately, because we have reality television and we have reality TV, that now it's on an unscripted spectrum. And they really can run, which they really can stretch it out and really, really expound on stereotypes and really, really cast people to portray certain stereotypes. You know, they're caricatures, so they are casted for each particular stereotype that there is of black people. And so I just, you know, I hate that. This is what we have to look at. This is what's now. And, you know, the thing, too, I want to add is, on top of that, too, is I feel like you're finding that, like, in reality TV spaces, and then the only, and and to kind of coincide with what Theo was saying, where ratings for reality TV are higher than for scripted TV, but scripted TV is where you're finding some, and not all the time, but some of the better um, representation for African-Americans specifically, and I mean, people of color in general, but I mean, you know, from blackish to, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're having, there's better representation there in scripted TV than there is in reality TV. And not, and not to say like, like, I don't want to make a total generalization and say like, you know, every, every reality TV um, person of color, you know, is just giving us that negative uh, stereotype, but it's just more often than not, that's what's getting the ratings. Yeah. But look at also, you said, um, what's the TV show you just said? Uh, Blackish. Blackish, which I love and I'm upset that it's leaving us. I know, but but, <laughs> but I love I love Grey's Anatomy. Oh my God, me too. The rainbow of people of color shown yes. in that show, and the levels of people of color emotionally, psychologically, intellectually, yes. is what you want to see on television, and what you want to see projected of you, and that's why that show has been around for seventeen years. Yes, which 100%. I didn't even I can't even understand because I what, remember the episode. <laughs> and so that means I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up such a good point with that, though, too, with um, Grey's Anatomy specifically, and I think um, I feel I don't know I'm getting like having deja vu a little bit. Like the three of us had like a, a similar conversation like this before, where I made a comment about that I, that. the way Shonda Rhimes designs her casting and her shows or landscape of her shows in order to reflect that of what the world outside looks like instead of going, I mean, 
like, you know, I mean, should, do I need to name, talk about friends and how y'all in New York City and not one black person except Aisha Tyler? But anyway, um, so. Amen. Okay. But like, just the lack of, I'm well, another, another show, Sex in the City. Now listen, am I going to sit here and lie and act like I haven't watched it through a couple of times? No. But like, but again, what, they got a prominent, uh, ended up having a, a prominent uh, man of color featuring a storyline, what, a couple of seasons in? You know, so. After people complain is when they're, they, oh, look, by the way, we found a Negro. Right. <laughs> oh, look, look over there. You know, and then, and then, of course, they pick, like, you know, I mean, I mean, Lord, I love me some Blair Underwood, but, like, of course you're going to pick Blair Underwood because even the white women love Blair Underwood. <laughs> but so, you, that's you why know, I couldn't relate there. to friends. As someone that lives in New York City, mm-hmm. grew up in New York City, I w- saw friends and I was like, what, wait, what, this is New York, like New York, you know, Netherlands, New York. <laughs> and and that's why I gravitated to something more like living single. I don't even know where the hell they were. Oh, but love. Little, they were in the Where were they? They were they lived in New York, um, I think Brooklyn. Yeah, in the brown brown I could relate, and I could relate to living single. Mm-hmm. I love living single. Oh yeah, and you cannot tell me a goddamn thing about living single. I loved Kyle. <laughs> I love me some <laughs> Maxine Shaw. Yeah, oh Maxine was my favorite. That was right? my favorite. Maxine Shaw. Yeah. And, and mind you, Maxine well, could be just as ratchet as the next person, oh, but that wasn't everything about her. She was a multi-layered individual. Yes. And all of them, they were a rainbow of people of color. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You had, your was... ra- you had Regine all the way to... I mean, <laughs> Everybody, I love me some Regine. She killed me. They were all entertaining. Oh yeah, they equally were. They equally were, and they were all equal. Yes, equal. And from my understanding, Friends was trying to copy from this. Yes, Um, took the whole concept and then you know just tweaked towards it and you know made it um more uh, you know of course widened up and. Um, you know, and, and, and it's and it's kind of it sucks because uh, Friends lasted twice as long as Living Single, and they yeah, were getting paid right. five years, and they so were getting like, paid way more too, way yeah, yeah. a million dollars an episode. Yeah. So they was making money. Yeah, especially because uh, Living Single was originally on Fox. Yeah, and, and uh, Friends was on NBC. Yeah. So the disparity between, I'm sure, what you make on those networks, too, alone. I mean, big difference. Big yeah, difference. you know, yeah. But, but you, I, know. you know, I have a question for you, Jasper. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I don't even know the lady's name. I don't know if she's even in, um, if she's an attorney. But mm-hmm. the one that they casted for New York Housewives, what's her name? Ebony? Oh, Ebony, Ebony Williams. Williams. Ebony what do you K. think Williams. about her? Um, I, When I first found that found they casted her, I was like, ooh, okay. They 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 diverse diversifying the cast. Mm-hmm. You know, after and, 10 years. yeah, after ten years. And she mm-hmm. like she's gonna be, you know, gonna add something <laughs> spicy to it. But then like as the seasons went on, I, I started I'm starting not to like her because I feel like she's trying to you can't make fifty plus year old women have the mindset that you have. And I feel like every episode she wants to preach about race, she wants to have this uh, this segment segments of education, you know. Yeah. Uh, tools and dialogue like these women don't care like you can't make them care like it's like it's it's draining to watch it because we, we we don't mind seeing that 
but every episode it's it's a lesson and a racial lesson. Like she's turning me off, and uh, that's not good. Like you, you, you're the first black woman on the show. Like it seems, I, you know, very forced. Very. There's nothing organic about her existence in that oh, in that show. That's true, and, and even the that. conversations that she's having. I, I, I do want to add, and like this is just, and maybe it's because in a sense, I've I've I felt very much like. I've been having, I had conversations like that around, like, because thinking in terms of when the filming took place for that, in that time frame and before that, like, that's the kind of stuff I was like, but not maybe so much like, like, like going in and kind of going, okay, let me teach. But like, if someone asked me or reached out to me, or if they asked me, hey, did you ever, you know, did I ever offend you or hurt your feelings or, or whatever the case is, or did I ever say something? Oh, I was, listen, I was letting people have it. And I'm talking about friendships that I've, I've had for a long time. And not that I don't, those friendships don't still exist, but, and Jasper, I agree with you on the older the women are, it's kind of like, okay, it's like almost like it's falling on deaf ears. But I feel like if you have, and again, like I said, we're not a monolith, so we're all, everyone's going to approach things differently. Me, because I felt like I've set in a lot of white spaces, like growing up, like my whole life. I'm sorry to hear. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. Y'all have been a quick. So like, um, but I feel like because I've, I've existed in a lot of white spaces my whole life, for the people that really didn't get it i'd be like and because of the things i've heard in certain spaces too i felt like okay well this is for a time it was like well this is my responsibility until i got to the space where i always tell you guys uh, i'm not having those conversations anymore go read a book right but for a long time i felt like i was the ebony like a lot where i'd be like okay well if you don't know if you don't know now you know nigga like i'm telling i'm gonna tell you what it is because also now, I don't, because the thing with these shows, too, is you're getting, like, you know, an hour. So, you you know, like, there's a lot of stuff in between or conversations and stuff. There must like be that. some really Thank bad God. Thing. Thank God. There must yeah. be some bad <laughs> Thank God. And in, that, and in that case, absolutely. Now, I can see also how, how it would be a turnoff to watch, but then experiencing it in real life where mm-hmm. somebody said, like, a, a, a white person says something slick to you in real life and you have to read them about how you are not going to push these microaggressions in my path. You are not going to, here's what we are going to do. This is inappropriate. Like it's exhausting. Yeah. But you know what? I, I don't see that. I see, I, I, you know, cause a lot of um, reality TV is also very scripted. That's true. That's true. And I, and I don't see the That's same true. energy that they have when they want to script, you know, the baby daddy drama, the two mm-hmm. girls fighting each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. I don't see the organized, structured anything in, in what it is that she's doing. It seems very sloppy and disorganized. Oh, like there's not like a yeah, like there's no blueprint like a... or. But maybe and they want to be like that. Maybe they wanted to be, you know. Uh unorganized because I feel like you know because I feel like what you're saying I I feel like the difference is in this this situation with her you know she decides that she decides to have these events 
to educate them. They're like, they're, it's not like they're having a confrontation and then she's, oh, let me tell you real quick, don't you, don't you ever talk to me like this because I am a black woman and I would not let you degrade me. It's, it's, it's a lesson you teaching me about, uh, she's teaching me about like people, jazz people and historical figures. Like, girl, like we having a dinner. Like, I'm not trying, yeah, I'm a black person. I definitely mm. would be like, I love Rashawn, the other black girl, because she like me, like, girl, it's, if you could, I, we get it. Like, you ain't got, every time we get together, we do not have to have a lesson. Because mm-hmm. they not gonna listen. You got women who are in their fifty plus who have did a long time. They're not. You can't. You're not gonna change their mindset. Mm-hmm. They like, haven't had a black friend all these years. They ain't gonna have one. Now. And, if, and, and if, no. And if they have one, their black friend didn't didn't do this. They just say, "Oh, it is what it is." Like just or at least on or at least on camera. On camera. You know, you know what, what I mean? mean? Exact that part. And that's like that's the thing too. Is like I think like there are definitely things where. I mean, so from my husband to my close friend, like, and stuff like that, where if I'm on it now, I can't speak to if I were, like, on a platform like that, where, like, you know, <laughs> people are watching. I mean, my God, like, there's definitely <laughs> certain things you might not say, but, like, um, but, like, if in my, in my, and maybe it's also, let me say it from this place. Also, I think because I was so on fire and like, I mean, still am in some ways, which you guys have heard in some of our prior off, you know, while we're not, uh, you know, podcasting conversation. I, I've been very set off anyway and on fire. So there's certain instances where I'm having conversations that look like that, like a little bit in, in my personal life. But really, so like, I think yours are a little bit more organic, Isaiah. Probably. I mean, and not to take away, because I, because unpopular opinion, I, I really do. I let me say it this way, because I don't personally know her. I appreciate what she it might be trying to do. I get, I get it, but also to your point, Jasper, with Bershawn. Now, I like her energy. I don't really care for Bershawn. Not just me. Nah. I don't care for her, but I like what what I like her idea of let's have. Fun she will not yeah. be back next season. You don't think? Yeah, she. Oh, uh, she will be. You think so? bad. And she'll be. She'll be taking Ebony's place. Uh, oh, I don't think. I will say. I don't think they're going to get rid of Ebony though, because of the, the way. The, because of the, the way it would look. That's the only. I, I don't. So what? What is Ebony's profession? What is she? Oh, they're going to pull a Fresh Prince and just oh, take uh, out all of it. Oh, and the FYI, Ebony, Ebony lost her her uh, law license. She um, did. So so this show was doing some damage to her, damage to her career. Yes, she was a lawyer. Wow. Yes, the law, the law license. That's a good question. I just I saw uh, uh saw it on the on the thing this morning. Yeah, they they suspended her license, and I'm guessing wait, the, they, the show from the, the show they can do that because wait, why are they not doing that to Emily Simpson's ratchet behind over an OC because she a white woman? Got it. Check. Oh, um, there you but go. but see, but but doesn't mean racial. See, that's that's my number. It, it, it doesn't always have to be like a racial thing. It could be something she's done. But, but did so, you? So, she might. She might be. Said, she might be raggedy. No, but they said she um didn't pay her her fees. Oh, okay. oh, that's oh, different. Okay. Also, and she got money. Like you getting Bravo check, like this. Oh no! But like, by the way, do you see how Ebony on New York Housewives? But then you see Garcelle and and um. What's the housewives of oh, what's Beverly that one? Hills, right? oh, Beverly, Beverly you Hills. see how organic that is though? 
Because Garcia not trying to force it, force situations. Right, Garcia being it. Right, Garcia, she's giving you fun. She's being a right. diva. And Garcia, and Garcelle is Haitian, so it Haitian gets no queen. black. It's no more Africa. Different. Second, you know, yeah. second to Africa. Haiti is just the shit. And she would check you, and she had to get some girls together on that show. When and she has together, but oh, she's not she doing. She's not doing whole events where I'm going to tell you about this person and tell you about what racism is. Now she did. That. Now she did bring up to Kyle. Now, and I know this was her sophomore season. This is her sophomore season. Yeah, she did bring up to Kyle that it was offensive to her for Kyle to have her. It was a charity thing that she yes she, remember this she did she did she did break it up because Andy asked Kyle at the reunion because Andy is messy he mm. asked her did Gar- would did you Gar- have said that's did, one of the white did you get Garcelle's uh, money oh okay. um Garcelle's money my Garcelle nation come through and Kyle because they were at beef of course yeah. I'm not I don't think it's I, I'm not, I don't think it was racial but of course they're on the show. She's like, no, Garcelle's check didn't come through. And Garcelle mm-hmm. took it as a racial thing, and she didn't make it a little bit of a racial thing, but it was blown over because it was not racial. No no fan watching that show ever compared to racism. They said, oh, just because it was drama, and Kyle took just a moment to shade her. So here's the thing, the, the issue I have with that, where we, we kind of say, like, where we say it's just not racial, but we don't personally know those people. And for me... This is why people that are not of color should be educated because you are inherently racist. Amen. You are inherently, without like no, like no cap, like you are inherently. But you know, people don't want to hear that, Isaiah. Right, and it, right, and it doesn't it's hurtful. A bad, per- right? It's it's that's not nice. No, it but doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you are inherently. Yes, so the same way I am inherently misogynist. Right. So I can't right because I'm a male. Bingo. So that's the other thing is just like we have to be taught to be to make sure that we are equating women with us and that we are not above them. Right. Is the same way somebody not of color. You do need to be checked sometimes and told that that's not appropriate or why that might have hurt. That might have hurt me on a different level than it hurts you. But I like the way Garcelle did it. But it wasn't wasn't racial. I my thing is everything's not racial. That wasn't racial. That was just being shady. And she, it was but shady. We don't, but we don't I, it wasn't when Garcelle said it wasn't what she said personally to when say Garcelle, that. When Garcelle said what she said, it made sense. Because yeah. again, Garcelle was talking about those racial stereotypes. Stereotypes, of course. Right. And it made sense. And once and and, right. and, and, and I don't think that the, the lady was um is, that she, is saying that she, it because she was black. Right? Yes, right. She, but Garcelle explained it in a kind of way that because of this already set stereotype about people that look like me, it came off that way. And and, and she asked her that question, which was I think it was a valid question. Would you have said this if I was a white person? Right. Because that's and also because that's how she felt because. And again, every person of every black person's different. Personally, there are certain things or certain conversations where if somebody says something to me, I'm like, did you say that? And that just comes with, for me, that just sometimes comes with the black experience. There yep. are things I'm going to wonder if you said that to me. 
because of that. Even though we don't want to make everything racial, sometimes it is because yeah. we were created and some it, white we people, were in a child. some white. There are certain things that certain that white people cannot say to me that I would allow black people to say to me. Right. One of those things is um, uh, what is that word when they say them, or what is it them? Uh, oh, you know, you people, you people. Excuse oh, me. that. If a white person says you people to me, I'm going to say, wait a minute, what do you mean? You people. There were certain things that sound different coming out of a white person's mouth, whether they're racist or prejudiced or not, than it does from a person of, of color. And again, me being a man, there's certain things that come out of my mouth as a man that sounds different coming out of a, man, a mouth of a woman. And even as a cisgender man, there are some things that sound different coming out of my mouth than coming out of a trans person's mouth to another trans person. Because I also, due to the, the nature of society, I'm also inherently transphobic. And we grew up inherently homophobic as well in this society. Right, because so there, we there are certain things that sound different coming out of a white, because of, again, because of the institution and the culture that we were raised in it does sound different so there is certain talk that i will allow and and will digest differently from people of color that white people do not have that right and do not i do not give them that pass right i'm sorry of course of course (laughs) and i get i understand it understand it i'm I'm the same way there's certain things they can't that they cannot say but i just feel like everything is not racial and i feel like that's a problem becoming a problem, especially when we're watching it on reality television, because every moment is not racial. Like it was like it was like okay, like on basketball wise, when OG was on the show with Evelyn and the girls, because the girls the girls didn't vibe her and they really weren't feeling her. She turned into a whole racial thing that lasted two seasons. It made it seem as though girls were being racist or colorist towards her because they didn't they didn't vibe. And it was because people cannot like you. You cannot like someone. It doesn't mean they're racist. That means it doesn't mean they're both. It doesn't mean it's a racial thing. Well, I cannot like somebody. About this this That's all, folks. We're ending the the, the podcast oh. right now. <laughs> no, we're not. That's not right that's because because that's not racial, and it's, and it's, it's, it's a lot of reaching going on in terms of when 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 there's a racial moment, it's actually racist. A racial moment when it's a non-racial moment, but racism is being used as a tool and as a weapon to destroy someone's livelihood and career. And it's like crying wolf. Done. I, I hear what you say. It, it like could be crying like crying wolf. wolf. I agree. You yeah. cry racism, like, racism, oh, racism. Oh, like oh, like if, like if a white woman called a black woman a bitch, a bitch, and a black woman called her a bitch, the black woman's gonna say, "Oh, if a woman called me a bitch, and now she's racist." But just call her a bitch. So it's like you it, it, it can't be. It feels can't different. Be, but can I? But can I say something? But same word. <laughs> can I say something though about that? And this is the problem though with reality TV is I can't watch a show and perceive who that person is honestly in every aspect of their lives. So I can't call out and say somebody is or is not racist based on what they said in that one instant. So I could just be like, okay, well, she just really might not like her, right? To your point, Jasper. But then on the other hand, I could also be like, well, I've never met this person before in my life. I'm just watching them on TV. You might be d- running around with swastikas. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and all kinds of other, uh, it, like, paraphernalia that is, that is, it, like, I have no idea who this person actually is off of this program. So I can't make that, make an actual 
valid judgment call because I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't know know but you can, <laughs> but you can, but you are, but you, but you, but you're watching them on what the for an hour. So your judgment is based on what you see on the, on the show every week. So my judgment is based on what I see and what I see from the storylines and what's going on to me. It's not right. It's not a racial thing, or to me, it wasn't. It wasn't that deep to take it to oh, a racial sure. out. I agree with that. So like, I just yeah. think something's overblown can be overblown, and it's not necessary because right, it takes to me it takes a seriousness out of right out of racism and race and racial issues when it's used as a tool, a uh, weapon on a reality show yeah. or integrated into drama. Like it's right, it's real race. Racism outside in real life. Like so why use it as a storyline for drama? Like, but it goes crazy. back to what you, the, the 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 topic is: producers using mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't blame a lot of the cast members. Have sometimes are sometimes are shocked and confused and bewildered about what the hell is happening, because I think producers are using these isms to capitalize and make good entertainment. Of course. And my struggle as a person of color, because before I'm anything else, I am black first, second, and third. My struggles (laughs) as a person of color, especially in this raggedy ass country, (laughs) should not be exploited for television. These nasty stereotypes that men of color, women of color, have been killed and hung and murdered and raped for are not entertainment. Absolutely. Because of these racial, like, understand these racial stereotypes are embedded in the DNA of our society. And lots of people, generations of people, have, were, have been hurt physically, psychologically, spiritually, in a, a multitude of ways. I think this would be a good time for us to stop. And again, everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure that you like and follow us on Spotify. We are also on Breaker, on Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public.